How's it going, people? Hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. And in this podcast today, this is a little bit of a different one. I um, jumped on YouTube to do a live Q&A. A lot of you guys turned up for this one. I advertised that I was going to be doing it on Instagram. Um, And a lot of you guys turned up and it was really really cool. I never obviously got to mention it on here and tell you guys I was doing that. Um, But I'm going to start doing more of these in the future. I'm actually going to be doing one of these... um, tomorrow night at 8 p.m uk time uh, live on youtube and then eventually the audio will be uh, put onto this, this podcast just like this one is but in this one today this was probably this was the first real sort of live q and a that i did um i don't know why i've never done one of these um but this i really enjoyed it it was so good to have lots of interaction uh, the que- some of the questions were very intelligent they went all over all the way from sort sort of conspiracy all the way to super deep esoteric and, you know, I just did my best to answer from my consciousness and sort of gather information that I had in my mind on the spot, you know, from uh, inf- things that I've learned in the past. And I, I really thought it was, it was very enjoyable. Uh, the feedback has been awesome. There was a lot of people who watched it on the YouTube. Um, and I just think I'm going to start doing some more of these because it really creates a great community feel and allow- allows you to sort of... <coughs> <clears throat> joking allows you to sort of add your input and in, in the in the in the process you know gives sort of a, a good sort of in the moment live feedback and um, so anyway i hope you enjoy this this one the audio wasn't that great and the reason why the audio wasn't that good is because i actually forgot to rec- um i i did the, the obviously the audio recorded live on youtube through the computer but i forgot to um plug my microphone in which at times i can do um so for in the future i promise i won't i won't um i won't forget that the audio is still good enough as you will be able to hear you can still hear everything um but in the future i will have my better microphone set up so like i said tomorrow night at 8 p.m i'm going to be live on youtube then the audio will eventually be put on here but i'm going to start doing more of these anyway um, if you can, guys, as always, check out the one-off donation donation option, as always, and the Patreon page. Um, also now offering some one-on-one personal coaching. If this interests you and you want some help on your journey, I'm willing to help you. Uh, just feel free to reach out with me well, through the Ascend podcast website or wherever else you find. I love you all. Hope you're all having a great day wherever you are in the world. Keep seeking, as always. Peace out. And we're live. So q and I don't want to jump on and do a, add some value and just add, do a random q and I haven't done many of these lives uh, before. I actually haven't done one. I think I've done a few on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. But I just wanted to jump on and um, he's smoking crack. <laughs> I am smoking crack. I think we're all smoking crack, especially everyone who's wearing masks. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to jump on and just add some add some value. I haven't really done many of these Q&As before. Um, I want to try and do some more of these in the past with a better microphone and also a better camera. I'll set it up properly, but I just wanted to run a test and just basically jump on and add some value. Um, so any questions you want to ask, any, any questions you want to ask, ask away, and I'll do my best with my level of consciousness to dive deep down the rabbit hole. Sending love back at you as well, Ashton. You know, I don't, I don't mention this enough, but you know, this the, the, this community that's starting to to sort of build with the podcast, uh, you know, really is such a beautiful community that is starting to blossom. Uh, you guys reach out to me all the time. You 
you send so much love and um you know it's, it's so cool hi janet janet's also someone who comments a lot on the in the on the videos and i really respect that you know guys any question any questions you want to ask um hi dan any questions you want you want to ask ask away you know i'm just gonna just add some add as much value as i can Oh, thoughts on DMT and astral projection. So um, I'll dive straight in with that. So astral projection is something that I haven't actually um, actually haven't experienced with a lot. Um, I've, I've um, lucid dreaming for me is is something that I I sort of experience a lot more of, and something that really sort of some of the obviously some of the lucid dreams that I've had have really sort of expanded my mind so far out there. But when it comes to astral projection, it's something I haven't really devoted a practice to astral projection. It's something that I need to do more of in the future. Um, when it comes to DMT, I'll tell you a bit of an interesting story about DMT. Um, so this is something that um, that it was a, it was one of the psychedelics that I was sort of a bit more, to be honest with you, I was a bit more um, nervous about doing just because of some of the other sort of supposedly quote-unquote lighter psychedelics that I've experienced. Um the experiences I've had on them have been so far out there that I thought that, especially off the stories I've heard with DMT, I thought that it was going to be, you know, it was going to, it was just going to be too much. And I really wanted to to make sure that I was completely in the right frame of mind because there was a point in my journey where I did um, go to take DMT and, you know, the signs from the universe were telling me not to take it at that moment in my time. And I think with psychedelics, it's so important to to make sure that you feel safe and you're also in a, an environment where you can, you know, you can be safe to to freely express whatever deep emotions come up. And at the at the time, I just didn't feel I didn't feel safe, so I sort of opted out. And um, but a couple of weeks ago, um, me and Laura uh, set up our own practice, and we decided to take DMT ourselves. And we were so nervous because you know, other especially when you with people who are high activators of the deep work, you know, a lot of deep stuff comes up. So I expected for me and Laura when we did the DMT to, you know, to, to really be blasting off and experiencing reptilians and blue aliens and stuff. And what was funny is, is actually we took the DMT and for some reason, we don't know why, but nothing happened. Not, you know, the only, the only thing that actually happened was, is that we felt the, we felt reality sort of bounce a little bit, but it was nothing like we expected. And we were sort of the, the buildup and the tension towards doing it. We were so nervous. Um, so sometimes I think the universe has a trickster element like that where you might have an experience, maybe you're going to do something and something slightly changes and doesn't go sort of to plan. You know, there's been times when I've took psychedelics. Um, for example, I had a, a weed experience where, you know, I went into that experience thinking, oh, it's just weed. This is easy. And I got absolutely blasted, to say the least. So there's times I think on the when you, you go into the journey to, to um, you know, too too sort of um too excited and thinking that this is going to be easy and the universe completely blasts you um so i'll ask him i'll answer another that's a good question by the way um someone said can i ask what was your most important otherworldly experience and that's by um a youtube handle called cat night i think it's called and um, so i've had a lot of these you know um in the past when i've been having big experiences it's it's quite you know I've been quite skeptical to talk about them because when I have these big experiences I understand there is a lot of you know there's there's a huge gap between these experiences um, in terms of quote unquote normal reality um, you know and it's quite I kind of I kind of find it quite hard to sort of to bridge that gap to try and make things make sense because you know, when you have these big experiences they take you so far out there 
you know you just you know that for some people they might you know i'm, I'm sometimes as well i'm, I'm thinking in my head are oh, the men in white coats going to come and collect me here <laughs> and you're never going to see us again and my youtube channel is going to go down and um, but trying to think of one of the most i mean i've had a lot you know i've had a lot of big experiences that completely blew my mind um I'm trying to think of one that is so out there that that I haven't spoke about yet. I think one that I haven't spoke about yet, just to give a bit different experience that I've had, is I had an experience a while ago where I was doing a lot of um, a lot of deep healing work, and uh, me and Laura went away for a weekend of doing uh, went away for a weekend in in Mikamba, and we would we took uh, you know we took two hits on a bong, and you know for some people two hits on a bong might not be a lot of, a lot it might not be a lot. Um, you know, it might just mellow you out or chill you out. But for some reason, when me and Laura are together, and when I've been around other people as well, we're, sometimes we're, I've found that I'm a quite a high, a quite highly, a highly activate a lot of people when I'm with them. I don't know what why that is. I'm still trying to find that out. But I activate a lot of people. And, um, you know, Laura's the same, and some of my close friends are the same as well. But in regards to me, I'm definitely a high, high activator. And we took psychedelics on the, uh, we smoked two hits on a bong on, on the Friday night. Then on the Sunday night, after only two hits, the work was still there and we were still highly activating each other and the work was really coming up. The shadow aspects were coming up. And we had this experience where, um, for me in particular, I was doing a lot of healing work when it comes to sexual energy. Um, and I think the culture in particular, a lot of men and women right now on the planet are doing a lot of healing work when it comes to sexual energy. And what happened was is I was clearing a lot of sort of traumas out and things that I'd been working on, a lot of things a lot of traumas were coming up in my life in regards to this. And what happened was is um, we I found that I really removed a lot of these deep blockages when it comes to sexual energy. And I had this experience where I was sitting in the back of the van and it, you know, it's hard to really explain this. You know, someone might just say that this is a part of your imagination, you're making it up. But I had this experience where the clouds, you know, were all my past ancestors were all coming up in the clouds and they were all sort of, you know, coming up and acknowledging the work that I'd done and they were sort of leaving the planet, being able to be free from the sort of the planet. And I feel like when it comes to this deep work, we don't realize as a, on the, when it comes to human experience that we are as human beings, you know, we're moving through this deep work that hasn't been done. You know, um, our parents haven't done work, their parents haven't done work and they've built up all this energetic trauma. And um, as we start going on a healing journey and start removing a lot of these blockages, you know, these, these things are going to start and from a from an energetic point of view, we're going to start removing from our bodies and we're going to stop the sort of the ancestral lineage and these energetic ties that have been tied back to um, not only our past lives, but their lives as well. And their, their, their sort of granddads and their grandparents' lives. So, we're, you know, we're moving through all this work. So that was a pretty, um, that was a pretty mad one. Um, and school squirrel through. I'm still, like I say, guys, I'm still... I'm still new to these lives, so this is one of the first ones I've done on YouTube. I'm going to start doing more. Um, so that was a really good question, by the way. Uh, so Janet asked the question, how's the van How's the van plan going? Well, the van's nearly complete now and been a lot of work doing that. I've learned a lot of skills doing the van, that's for sure. Um, but in terms of plans and plans, where what's going to be going on, I'm not too sure because of what, the current situation that's playing out. One of my... Um, one of the things that I really wanted to do was to, I wanted to take the podcast on the road and I wanted to drive around and meet interesting people. And every now and again, I know I'm doing more than by myself at the moment, but I wanted to, you know, if I met interesting people, I want to jump on and have a conversation with them and share them conversations with you. Um, 
but it currently at the moment and i also wanted to the, another plan was to um i wanted to drive around to different you know i want to drive around the uk and wherever else i go europe and stuff like that and i wanted to on the road i wanted to meet a lot of you guys who were out there i wanted to meet everyone who listens to the podcast and um hang out you know like get together and hang out because the world right now is promoting a world that's not promoting people to, to get together and hang out and i wanted to you know just meet up with people um sit under the stars have a campfire and just you know talk deep conversations because i feel like that's really missing and i wanted to just get together with as many people as i could um along the journey and hang out um but at the moment that's sort of i don't know how that's going to play out with the current situation so i'm just going to see how that that plays out hopefully in the uk i'll be able to do that especially this summer can't wait for this summer in the uk i know the uk is heavily in lockdown still now um you know but it's just an illusion that's all it is but in terms of getting over the border that's obviously that's a different uh, kettle of fish in terms of the the um draconian state that's in place <clears throat> but we'll see how that that plays out anyway um Someone asked a question as well, a really good question. How do you start having more profound experiences in life? Uh, so, so for me, um, you know, I just started my journey when I was just, I just started as, as we all do, you know, I was watching YouTube videos and um, reading books and stuff. And I think there's something in that process when you just start, you know, you start telling the self that this is something that's interesting to you. You know, for example, if you start reading big books on, on, um, on consciousness and things like that, starts triggering the subconscious that this is important. But just like everything in life, I feel, I feel like everything is a, um, you know, everything's a practice. Um, you don't, like I said, I've said before in podcasts, you don't just go to the gym and um, you don't just go to the gym and start doing fifty pull-ups. You know, it takes 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 practice. You know, you have to keep working on yourself. Um, and for me, I just feel like one of the biggest things that we can all do is is is, is make make the work a practice. So, for example, um. You know, people feel like to people feel like you have to take psychedelics um, to, to 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 make this sort of this work come on come on heavy. Sometimes people feel like you know you have to you have to be a yogi and you have to go in a cave and meditate. I feel like we can just choose to do this in our daily life. You can you know you can sit down for you can sit go go by go off by yourself, go in the woods and sit for 30, 40 minutes by yourself, fifteen minutes every single morning make it a practice to create ceremonial space put some candles on put some scented candles on just lie on your back you don't have to even sit in the meditation pose just lie on your back and just tune in and sometimes the more you start moving through and, and making a, a daily practice to just sit with yourself sometimes you'll start having these profound experiences i'm not saying you're going to have them instantaneously i have a, i've got a quite a bit of a fear around that as well that i feel like sometimes these big experiences will come to you when you're completely ready because over the say over the last four years, I wasn't, you know, when I took psychedelics, I was having these big experiences. But when I was just meditating by myself and stuff like that, I, these experiences weren't really activating. It was only when um, I it was only after the, to be honest, it was only after the Kundalini experience where I really started my levels of empathy, my levels of awareness, and also my ability to 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 feel things in a different way were starting to heighten. So I, I so I'm, I'm not too sure on that answer, but um. All I can speak upon is what I was doing prior to the Kundalini Awakening was I was doing a lot of work. You know, I was starting to work on the body. I was starting to really clear out a lot of traumas and stuff, doing a lot of shadow work. And then that sort of activated, um, act, the Kundalini Awakening activated. And then after that, it seems like now I can just, and I'm not just saying this trying to be um, big-headed or anything, 
because to me it's still it's still quite challenging and there's, and there's a lot of work that comes with it but i feel like now i can just you know i can just even just meditate for five and ten minutes and i never got that in the past when people said oh i can meditate and see things i'd be like no way um too there's too much chatter in my mind but now honestly guys i can really um if i meditate i can really get to that place very fast and i don't know why that is i don't know if it's just because I don't know if I've just activated something with inside my own self um, and now I can remember how to get back to that place easier. I don't know, but I just feel like I can, for me on my personal basis, I can get get to that state quite easy and have some big experiences. And maybe later on down the line, that'll be harder. I don't know. But at the moment, I'm sort of just riding, <laughs> riding that wave, the metaphysical wave, if you want to call it. <laughs> I'll read another question. Um, <clears throat> Laura's also in the comments. Laura also said, um, it's crazy. I never thought that was going to end. I never thought the, the, the cloud experience was going to end either. <laughs> um, someone says, someone says, are you, uh, someone says, are you bald? Is that a comb over? <laughs> I wish it was. I am going bald though, but I, I wish it was. Um, I think that's the thing about the, that's, that's a very interesting question. To be honest, I'll try and spin it interesting. I'm not bald, not yet. I'm not bald. Um, I might never go bald. I've still got quite a bit here. Still got quite a bit here. <laughs> but um, what I was gonna say again? Um, I've got a bald. I've got a bald haircut though. A lockdown bald haircut. <laughs> but it's very interesting because you know, um, when it comes to spiritual practice, um, you know, for especially for the masculine side of things, I know women have for the feminine side of things, they have a different. Um, different things to work on you know but when it comes to the masculine side of things you know we a lot of men um obviously you know you, you we identify with our hairs and you know a lot of men we go through a, a lot of men lose the hair you know we go through a phase of uh, losing our hair so i think it's quite an interesting spiritual practice in our lives and um, you know we as we move through that process of how we how we deal with that and um, that's something that's something for, that's something for me that I'm still working on in my life at the minute. You know, I'm working through that process as your hair starts to recede and stuff. And it's a spiritual practice within yourself, you know, but the more that you identify with not the body and, um, you know, it's, it becomes a lot easier, but no, I'm not wearing a wig. <laughs> Someone, um, Someone says, which psychedelics have you tried and which ones are your favorite? So to be honest with you, um, the only the only two psychedelics that I've actually tried are um, mushrooms. And um, I've tried many different forms of mushrooms. And also um, we uh, uh, cannabis. They're the, only two, they're the only two psychedelics. And I've had profound experiences on both of them. Like I said before, ayahuasca is definitely on the list. There is um, a few times I've, I've been had the opportunity to take ayahuasca. Um, but I didn't. But it was actually in the UK, and I didn't want to take it in the UK because I wanted to actually experience the full ayahuasca experience and actually go to the jungle and take it. Because um, I think I wanted to honor. Because I think when you take psychedelics, it's not just about where you take it. I think you have to honor the ceremony and honor the environment, and you know the ecosystem and things like that, and do it in a proper environment. I think that's so important. And um, so they're the only two that I that I took at the moment, and I've had profound experiences. Um, but DMT is obviously one that I've spoke about that I definitely want to try and um, try more, uh, not try more, but experience in the future. 
but it's something that I'm not taking light hearted, that's for sure. Um Someone asked a question saying, what is the greatest distraction? Um, there's too many distractions in life. Um, you know, we've got, we've got there's so many distractions in life right now, especially that's going on around us. Um, you know, but I feel the best thing that someone told me a while ago is that, you know, we, we, are, we do live in a world that's very distraction, a lot of distractions. But the best thing you can do is, is you know, when you, because the media is doing this right now, you know, the media is trying to tell you to be in fear, be in fear, be in fear. But when you go outside your house right now, or you walk outside, like, what do you feel? What does your senses, what does your body tell you? Uh, is it a state of fear? Is it a state of anger? Um, what is what is your senses really telling you? Because I know what, when I walk outside of my house, it's not a state of fear. Um, so I think that's one of the best things we can do to get away from any distraction right now is to just, you know, go for it, walk outside your house, take a deep breath and, you know, look at what's going on in your life now, not what someone else is trying to tell you that's going on in your life. Um. Someone said as well, I would love to, to meet up. I'm in Scotland. Um, I, would, I would love to meet up. That's, to be honest with you, Scotland's a place that I really want to go next. I really want, want to go up there. I did the um, NC500, which is a route for people who are in other countries and don't know this. It's a beautiful route where you basically go around the whole length of the, all the Scottish highlands. And I did that a uh, couple, of, couple of winters ago. I did it in a winter of Scotland. And I'm sure the person from Scotland will understand how cold it is in the winter. For me, where I live now, I live in the northeast of England, and it's quite cold here, but even in Scotland is the real north. Um, you know, I know people further down um, who live in York and people like that say that they're in um, the north, but the real north is is Scotland. That's the real north of England, of um, not England, sorry, the real north of the United Kingdom is Scotland. And um, But I plan on, I would love to do that. I'm definitely going to come up to Scotland, so I'll def we can definitely meet up for sure. Um, Janet said, um, have you heard of Strand, Strand and Park? No, I haven't, sorry. I'm just trying to read some more questions. Um, someone said, will you bend over and take it? Take it. I like that. Will you bend over and take it or, will, or, or, or resist the COVID passport? Not a chance. Am I bending over? No way am I. I've, I've, you know, it's this is very interesting. One, I, I had to leave a job because of what's going on right now. Um, I was working, you know, working a normal nine to five job, and that's how that's how strong I am about what's going on right now. And I promise you, I promise you that. I think what we're very fast over the next couple of over this next year, we're going to find out very fast who's willing to stand up for what they believe in. And I think it's very interesting. I think we're already finding out right now, you know, online who's what camp is people in and what people's not. And um, you know, it's it's very challenging, but a lot of people who I used to content I used to watch um, in terms of Instagram and YouTube and things like that, I can no longer relate to them now because you know they've they've made their position very clear. Um, and I know everyone has their own choice in, on this, but it, we've, I think we're finding out very fast um, you know who who's really who's really tuned in and who's not, if that makes sense. I know it's quite harsh maybe saying that, but we really are finding out very fast who's tuned in and who's not. But there's no way that I'm risk I'm giving I'm risking my soul just so I can go go away to another climate, you know. You know the UK the UK is 
you know, I think this can go for anyone, anyone in their lives right now, you know, but we, we should never, ever be in a position where we compromise our soul and our body um, just, for, just so that we can go away and, you know, go to another country. Um, you know, never ever we should never ever compromise that because at the end of the day, when we when we leave these physical forms, the only thing that's going to remain is 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 this is the true part of the self, and I'm will I'm not willing to compromise that in any shape or form. You know, but for example, um, no matter I was thinking about this the other day. There's times where, we, even where I am currently based in the north of the UK, <clears throat> you can you know you can go down, you can go on a bike ride, or you can go for a walk, and you can find and discover new places that you've never ever discovered before. And have such a great day and when you make yourself very easy to serve in life and um, you know you can have experiences you can be anywhere in the world and have amazing experiences and um, so i don't need to be um you know i don't need to go anywhere else to have amazing experiences i can have them right where i am now and i feel like we can all do that in our lives we can go for a walk and find a new place or we can create a you know create an, a create an create out create an environment or a community of people and um, you know and you don't need to go anywhere so that's definitely one that they can't they can't get over if you just make yourself easy to serve. You know the the people the people right now on the planet are the ones who's going to be getting the vaccine are the ones who aren't easy to serve. Really sorry to see it, but you're not you're just not going to be easy to serve. They're the ones that's getting things getting all these sort of these things thrown in front of our face, which are fundamentally just illusions anyway. They're the ones who are going to sacrifice you know their soul just so that they can you know so they, just so they can do do a certain thing in their life. I'm not, I'm not willing to do that. I'm really sorry there's a lot of questions coming in I'm sorry if I miss any questions <clears throat> I'm going to do more of these in the future don't worry um, this is a really cool question someone said what is I'm just going down these questions by the way there's a lot someone said what is your opinion on um, vegetarianism and vegan veganism so this is a very controversial one and it's one that I'm not scared to attack um, <clears throat> this is a topic that I've thought about so much in my life and I know that there's so many contradictions in it as well. When you really analyze this question, there's like there's if you go through the cache of questions in your mind, you know, there's so many contradictions with this. Um, you know, I've I've even spoke when I've had big experiences, I've spoke to spirit, and spirits doesn't even seem to know the answer. <clears throat> um, so there's a lot to be answered for on this one. Um, so currently on my journey, just to give you my own personal perspective, um, you know, I've 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 contemplated I've I, you know I've done veganism and I've 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 really sort of um, sat with it in my life and, and and done experiments with it and currently right now where I am on my journey is I I um I I think as a as a as a civilization we eat far too much meat I definitely feel like we do that just that's my personal basis I know people have different uh, opinions on that I feel like we eat too much meat but for me on my journey I currently eat. I eat fish. That's the only meat that I eat in my journey, and that's the, just the, that's the current level of consciousness that I'm up to now in my journey. I may go to a point where I go, um, I go, um, uh, go completely vegan and, and don't eat any, eat any animal products. Um, you know, this is a really big, this is a really big one because there's so many contradictions within this. You know, because um, some of the common themes about this are, are when it comes to like eating meat or not eating meat. Some people will say it's not healthy. Well, I don't think there's enough evidence on both sides of it. There's not enough evidence, in my opinion, that's being done in terms of. I don't think there's never been there's never been a study that's been done. I mean, maybe someone could put this in the comments now and show us, and I'll 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 re I'll love to read it because I've never been able to find it. Um, but no one's never done a study on healthy human beings. So, for example, no one's ever studied someone who actually 
say, for example, eat maybe healthy, 100% organic um, farm vegetables and only eat vegetables and analyze it. Someone's never done a healthy experiment where they've, they've looked at um, people who eat grass-fed wild meat and looked at that experiment. Someone who, because when these experiments are done, you know, it's, they're looking at the normal, the normal, um, the normal sort of, the normal people who are sort of, you know, have a normal lifestyle, for example, like they're eating McDonald's every now and again, they live in a sedentary lifestyle. There's so many factors in these studies, you know, that's not analyzed. And I don't even think it's, po I don't even know if it's possible to actually do a study um, where you actually get a group of healthy human beings who you can actually really study and do this. And also as well, when it comes to the question of consciousness, I think consciousness is involved in the vegan conversation as well, because you have to analyze consciousness because people tend to look at, look at the question of veganism through the lens of health. And then some people look at the question of veganism through morality. But you know, this, this is, it's a big topic and consciousness has to be brought into this because I'm at the point now in my journey where, um, you know, I know that every single life form on this planet has a form of sentience and has a form of consciousness. You know, and some people say, well, you know, well, a dog's more conscious than a tree or a dog's more conscious than a plant, but not, not through the experience that I've had. You know, I, I can walk through a forest and, you know, and I can, I can feel and understand that that tree or plant or plants that we eat have a form of consciousness as well. And arguably, you know, some plants and trees are actually more conscious than some of the animals that's on the planet right now. Um, so it's a very big conversation, that one, and it's something that I'm still working through. Um, us as human beings, we know nothing, you know. It's one that we're born in a world where we're born in a culture that eats meat, um, and I'm not saying that's right. It's something that, like I said, I may change your mind on it. Um, I may get an arse kicking from spirit or taking psychedelics. I might get a, might get taught a lesson. I might get some karma for that. Um, it's something that I'm still working on. Um, and, I, and I just don't, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to it. It's something that in my opinion, I, I feel like someone actually asked us this question on Instagram about this. And I, what I said to them is that, you know, no one on this planet knows what's going on. We don't know what, we don't know what, what like we don't even know who we are, you know? Um, so the only thing I can say to you is, is through your own expression of the self, you know, if whatever act you're carrying out on the planet, you have to feel it in your body. How does it feel within inside of you? How does it, how does, when you eat that sport form of food, how does it feel on a spiritual level? How does it feel in your body? And I feel like we, the more that we honor that, the more that we'll get closer to our truths. And I think that's all you can do. Um, so Janet asked a question, will unvaxxed people support each other if passports become discriminating? You know, this is, this is something that I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out, you know, um, you know, I keep I keep thinking in my head, you know, we in, in we none of us really wanted their their sort of their world anyway. You know, we never really wanted the things that they do anyway. You know, we never really wanted all these different sort of things that they're setting up. I always thought in my head as a civilization, maybe we are being forced to a place where you know we have to create our own systems of change. You know, and what that means is, you know, a lot of people now are sort of a lot of people now are protesting against what's going on because there is hundreds of thousands of people protesting what's going on in the world now. You know, there was 100,000 people over last weekend in London, which never gets talked about. You probably didn't see that in your country. I know there was thousands and thousands of people in Denmark, thousands of people um, all across the world now have, have been protesting against what's going on. You know, we, we it kind of feels like in a way to me that the amount of people that I speak to and who are aware that something's going on and more awake, it feels like the, the other people are actually the minority. 
it only actually the only reason why it looks like the people who who believe what's going on are the majority is because the media is actually amping them up and it has this whole illusion wrapped around it. But I'm telling you now, every single person I talk to are all like this. This doesn't add up. But I feel like we have to. Um, the only way I feel like we're gonna actually move away from this is that is by is by um, you know we can protest all our all we want, and I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. I, I don't know what the solution is. Um, you know maybe there's a point in the journey where we need to protest. Maybe there's a point where we don't. But what we can do is definitely is we can all individually start moving things in our own life. You know so that we can put ourselves in a more sustainable and a more easy serve position so that we can't be dictated to by any outside forces because right now on the planet the reason why a lot of people are going to take the vaccine a lot of people are going to be you know people are going to be have a lot of pressure on them is because their lives are set up in a way where they're reliant upon the cell relying upon other people and it's the same for me you know right now on the planet i don't grow my own food so i rely upon outside systems to give me my food so i think the more that we move towards um serving the self more and more self-sustainable i feel like we'll be able to move through this and that's it's not going to be hard it's not going to be it's not going to be easy sorry but it's probably the only step it's the only the main thing that we can do um Someone see someone said there's a question as well, just what do you make of the kill of the kill bill protest? So like I said before, I think like I said before, I don't think it's a protest and is gonna be the only way forward. I feel like maybe it's a form of form of showing showing the presence that people aren't asleep. But I feel like we need to start taking sovereignty back in our own lives. That's the true that's the true form of of uh, revolution. You know, is taking sovereignty back in yourself, taking away power from you know. And um, there's a quote by Buck, Mr. Fuller. He says the only way to um, to to beat the system is to make a new system that makes the old system completely obsolete. And I feel like we have to start doing that in our own lives, you know. Um, someone says, "Why is it a crime when you kill a dog, but not a wasp that flew over my PC monitor?" Well, exactly. It comes down to morality, you know. It comes down to what you define as co what is consciousness and what is sentience and what's not, you know. I think is this is I think when it comes to human beings, we're very sort of linear with our thinking, you know. Um, we um we think we're very virtuous when it comes to one area of our lives, but then we step further back and we realize we're not. So, for example, you know, um, um, you know, a lot of people say that I won't I won't kill an animal or I won't kill an animal. But for example, when you walk down the street, you stand on an insect. insect if you've ever drove a car, if you've ever been on a bus, any form of transport, you've killed an insect, you know. Um, and also our actions when we order products from, say, for example, we order products from Amazon, we order products from all the different countries, how much death and how much sort of um, how much um, sort of um, sort of hurt has gone into actually, you know, that process. Because I think in our lives, it's I think it would send us it would send us crazy, you know, if we if we thought about that as a human being. Sometimes we just like to focus on certain things, but actually, the more we step back and realize that we, have, all of us, including myself, we have so many contradictions in everything that we do in life, um, and it's you know it's hard to make sense of it all. It really is. It's really hard to make sense of it all. We just hate. You know, we're all born in this world. And we're all on a journey trying to figure out. No one knows the answers. I don't know the answers. You don't know the answers. We're all just working it out together. Um, 
Someone said, legalize weed and mushroom, please. For sure. <laughs> mm. Here's an interesting question. So um, this is actually a question, to be honest with you, I just... I just answered um, in a podcast that, that was meant to put out at night, but I just couldn't get around editing it, so that's why I jumped on here and thought I would add some value. But someone said, um, Phil Jones asks, um, hollow earth uh, or globe earth, convex realm or concave? <laughs> I love that. That's such a good question. I like questions like that. Um, you know, um, I'm, in, I'm in a position in my journey now where I feel like, you know, we – it tends to be that right now we've got two sides of the coin. You've got people who believe it's round and you've got people who believe it's flat. And you've also got people who believe it's hollow, hollow earth. <clears throat> um, but I feel like, you know, I, I know, I know, I know my heart and the research that I've done is that I know that what we're being told is a lie. You know, a lot of information is being, is, is a lie. When you really start analyzing a lot of the information and data, you start adding two and two together. You start realizing certain certain nuances and things the way that they nasa presents the information uh, what we understand about um, how other topics in our life have been sort of uh, lied about it's when it comes to history you know so much so much stuff is is is, is that we are presented within our with our human senses is really a, is a lot of it's a lie we have to try and find our way through that and there's a lot of intelligent people, you know, who's done a lot of research into all these different models. You know, people at times will just dismiss them very fast because they'll because they're not quote unquote, you know, mainstream scientists or something. They haven't got a little degree in front of the name. But there's a lot of intelligent people out there who are really asking big questions. Um, and I've come across a lot of them on my journeys. I've come across so many people who are not even doing podcasts, people who are very intelligent people who just like to keep themselves secret, who are, um, you know, they're really asking some big questions, too. So for me, I feel like the, the real question we should be asking is the metaphysical principles of this place, because I feel like what I've learned is I feel like the metaphysical principles, and this is what the ancient cultures of the past knew, they knew that the, the metaphysical, um, as we move through our own metaphysical awareness, physical reality can be affected and can be changed. And I know that's very deep, and if you've had any deep experiences, you'll understand what I mean. But um, a lot of ancient cultures believe that um, as you start moving through your own spiritual awakening, as you move, as you look at the stars, as you look at the night sky, that will start affecting and being, being, being morphed and being changed through your interactions with the self. So I feel like there's an interact, interactional play with that as well. I also, just to give you guys a heads up, there's also a very interesting channel, a guy called Martin Kenny, um, who's um, done a very interesting video just to, you know, you don't have to believe it all. There's some things if, with me that I didn't, resonate with it but there was a lot of stuff that he said that really resonated and um <clears throat> he has a documentary on his channel i think his youtube channel is called the pineal gland foundation and this video i think was about four or five years ago and it's called um the cosmic egg theory and it's part one and part two and he's really put together some um metaphysical principles and um, he calls it um uh, i can't remember what it's called but he used the method of um, Sanchez Bonacci. If you've ever heard Sanchez Bonacci, I'll check out his work as well. He's a very interesting guy. He was one of the OGs, like one of the first guys that I ever started looking into, and I've sort of gone full circle and now started looking back into his work. Um, can't remember what his method's called, but he's basically it's a method where he puts together um, ancient teachings. He puts together sort of esoteric teachings with sort of modern day scientific principles and stuff. 
Um, but I would definitely recommend checking out that because it's a, it's a very interesting model that he's put together. Um, and it's in relationship to the physical plane, but also in relationship to otherworldly beings and also um, our own inner dimensions and also the cosmic cycles, which the ancients talked about. Like how, you know, right on the planet right, plan right now, we go through different cosmic alignments and how the planets are moving, how that affects the human psyche. And he's put all this together. And it's a really good demonstration. Like I said, you don't have to believe it, but it's such a good um, example of, you know, what what if? Because I, I love going on the rabbit holes, you know, where you watch a documentary or something. You know, it, it sparks something within you. It sparks that excitement to, to think maybe what if, you know, what if this is true? And when you watch them documentaries, you don't have to believe it all. You just have to feel it, whether it resonates, you know. Um. It's been some of the questions. Uh, so many questions. Um, someone said, how did you start opening up your third eye? So I, I did answer this earlier in the Q&A, but I'll quickly briefly touch on it again. <clears throat> so for me, I just, you know, I just started going through the gears within the side of the self and just, you know, started like you go to the gym, you do 50 pull-ups. You don't just do 50 pull-ups in the gym. You know, you do five and then you do six and you do seven the next day and you keep working up. I just started doing the work, but really a lot of this work was really activated for me. Um, when after the Kundalini awakening, for some reason, I just had something triggered within me that I was able to access and, and access a lot of this deeper work, you know. Um, but I just feel like you just, like I said before, you just have to, you have to just make a make it a practice every single day to create space and ceremony in your life to just to do the work. It's not, I don't, it's not just, maybe it will for some people, it's not just going to turn up. You have to, you have to meet the work as well. <clears throat> um, I'll also, Al Bundy also said, I've learned a lot about life from watching birds and squirrels. Yeah, I, I love that because, you know, um, Terence McKenna has a famous quote where he says, some of the greatest teachers in, in civilization are not the ones that you think. He says, you know, try go, go and sit beside a lake, try and go and watch a mountain go and sit beside a tree you know some of the greatest teachers are are the are the things that are that are that are in this physical realm you know for example nature is a great teacher um yeah syncretism that's what someone said someone that's what sanchez Bonacci's method is called it's called syncretism it's um really really interesting. Um, yeah, someone said Taurus fields, bro. Um, red shift, blue shift, green plane. Yeah, Taurus fields, interesting. You know, there is definitely something with the Taurus fields because I've had big experiences with that model I was explaining before about the the, the sort of the 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 Martin Kennedy's Martin Martin Kennedy Kennedy Kennedy's method and also Sanchez Bonacci's about the, how the Earth. There's a theory that the Earth is engulfed with Taurus fields. And people say that it's, the Earth's actually not round. It looks round from sort of an energetic point of view because of the Taurus fields, but it's not physically round. It's actually Taurus. It's a, it's a Taurus fields making it look round, which is in, really interesting. You know, um, there's there's research of Admiral Byrd and stuff like that. If you ever looked at the research of Admiral Byrd, he he you know he sent a, um, a military excursion, I think, in the 40s or 50s to Antarctica, and you know, which it's very interesting how you're not allowed to go to Antarctica. But he said that, you know, that he could see sort of like a dome, dome-like on the planet. 
Um, and I'm not saying it is domed, I don't know. Um, but there is something definitely interesting with Taurus fields, you know. It would make sense in terms from a metaphysical perspective of what I've learned about, you know, my own inner self and how we have our own Taurus fields. You know, what is it, what is it, what is above, so below. Um, you know, nature has so much um so much numerology, it has so much physical representation from outside there to inside. Um, you know, everything in nature ha is is built to sort of proportion. There's so much symmetry. Symmet there's so much symmetric. Yes, I can't say the word. There's so much symmetry. Can't say that word. Anyway, you get what I mean. There's a, there's there's so much um there's so much stuff that is in nature that is also represented within the human body. You know, there's, there's it, it, all these different coincidences. Coincidences are, are not are not coincidences. You know what I mean? Um. So there is a lot lot to do with that. And I've also had an experience as well where you know I've physically through the metaphysical experiences I've had, I've seen the Taurus field out, out of my body. I've seen the Taurus field and other people. You know, we all we all are emitting um, a form of different frequencies and we all have different auras and stuff like that. You know, so it makes sense that the planet itself would also have an aura, you know. There's theories that, you know, the, the, the human the human planet, the planet itself is an organism, you know. It's a living, breathing organism. So why wouldn't it have a Taurus field, you know? And maybe, like Martin Kenny says, maybe them Taurus fields can't be open and you can't move through them if you're not consciously evolved. Maybe as we get consciously evolved as human beings, then we can move through the Taurus fields. Um, and who, what's on the other side of the Taurus fields? Maybe it's not just empty space, you know? Maybe there's lands or who who knows, you know? I don't I don't know. You can call me a flat earther. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> Um, so someone said Phil Jones said have you checked out Crow 77 I haven't I haven't checked his work out I need to though Clara on the podcast I did with Clara she mentioned she mentioned him um, Al Albundi also said, never thought I'd be a bird watcher, watcher when I was younger, but blessed to be able to do so now. I know it's very interesting how, you know, we as we as we start at age, you know, we, we move through different different points of perspective. I remember, you know, I went through a period three months ago where I was listening to classical every single day. I would just listen to classical. I remember going to work and I would just listen to classical every single day. Uh, it's very interesting how, um, you know, it's very interesting how we, you know, how our sort of our senses as we start moving closer to alignment to ourselves our senses start evolving and changing and we find more things that are aligned with who we are and i think that's the same for relationships and friends we start getting different tastes for certain people that we want to be around more and more um read some of the questions um Just trying to click, just going through a few more questions to see if there's any, any more that I've missed. <clears throat> so, 
So I think that's all I can't. I, I know there's a few more questions now, but it's hard to, it's hard to scroll through the scroll bar. If someone asks one more question, I'm, I'll, I'll ask, I'll answer one more question maybe. <laughs> it's just hard to see through the scroll bar because there's that many as I'm trying to scroll through. I can't, um, I can't see any more questions. <clears throat> but anyway, some honestly, some really, really good questions, and um, there's some really good questions there, by the way. Um, someone said CIA have to release all files in, in two months. That's interesting. I know a while ago, which is very, which is very interesting um, when it comes to the CIA and stuff like that. I know a while ago when it come uh, in right in the middle of lockdown and COVID when everyone's minds were on COVID, I know the government released a lot of documents on UFOs, which is very interesting. You know, we all know that, you know, there's been there's there's so much evidence, you know. I always say this, there's enough evidence out there now right now on UFOs that if we had a court case, I think someone would be and someone had to stand up and was getting arrested for for, for UFO footage, I think they would be put in prison for about for ten thousand years, if not ten million years with all the amount of evidence that we've seen on UFOs now, you know. There's some really interesting cases on UFOs. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, um, there's some really interesting ones to me. The Phoenix Phoenix lights are really interesting. Uh, the Relsham, Relsham, I think it's called Relsham or Relsham Forest as well in, in the UK. That's a really interesting one. That was with military personnel. Um, you know, there's so many. The Dome of Rock in Jerusalem, that's an interesting one. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. There's a lot of interesting stuff though with UFOs. Also, the military pilot as well, where the crafts were going around the the military pilots. That was from the I think the footage was on the on a on a jet as well, which is really interesting. Someone said there are there is no UFOs. UFO is a is a Q on Q on site mm -hmm. Um, I'm not too sure about that. You know, maybe there is. You know, we all. You know, if you ever look into, look, I mean, if you want to, if you want to research into UFOs, I'm not too sure about that. You know, I think this place is this place is so magical that I think that there is metaphysical aliens, and there is also physical aliens. You know, I mean, um, the best technology I can I can pronounce. You know, if you believe that we are alone, if you believe that we're alone and we're the only ones in this place, I think you know, I think you, I think you've got a lot of work to do. You know, um, to 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 surmise that we're the only 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 thing. You know, we. To surmise that we're the only thing in this, 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 in this whole place, in this whole existence, this whole realm, this whole metaphysical realm, whatever you want to call it, it's crazy, you know. You just got to alter your consciousness. Take DMT, like I say, like people say, take mushrooms, take weed, you know, and sit in a dark room. And I'll tell you now, you'll find that you're not the only one in this, in this, in this existence. I think we we believe that. I think at times we like to think that we're the only ones in this existence, you know, because we're we're like we're sort of very linear like this, but. You know, the more that you um, you know, the more that you start um opening your mind, you'll start realizing that that within this life right now, this human existence right now is just like a radio station, just like you've tuned into YouTube now. It is it is on a dialer. This physical realm, this three D realm, is on a dialer. And the more that you turn that dialer and go through them levels within yourself, you'll realize there's realities that are very very close to where we are right now. Um, but anyway, I would look at looking at guys like Bob Lazar. You know, Bob Lazar's story is a really interesting story. He you know, he did a he did a lie detector. Um, he did three three lie detectors, and I looked I actually researched that myself. And it said for someone to pass three. I know people have passed lie detectors in the past, but it said for for someone to pass three three lie detectors, um, you would have to um, it was a, a million million to one chance that you'd pass a lie detector and pass it three times in a row. I don't think so. And also all the things that he was spoke about, um, 
especially when it comes to the hand scanners and stuff, everyone dismissed. Now them hand scanners have been produced. They had certain hand scanners in Area 51. Well, it wasn't Area 51. I think it was Groom Lake, which Area 51 is just a, was basically just a cover-up for people going and taking pictures of the cameras. But they had certain scanners that you put your hands in. And then them there were sophisticated measurements to actually measure the bone structures within your hand. Because supposedly everyone's hands have unique bone structures, which is very interesting, as I wish I never knew at the time. Also, Element 51 was just added to the periodic table about 15 years after Bob Lazar spoke about it. Um, you know, there's load, there's too many coincidences for me with Bob Lazar. You know, he's, he, 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 his story over the years, if you look back his story, I think his, I think that broke in 1988, I think it was. Um, yeah, eight, I think either 89 or 88 that was broke. And if you look at that period of time, you know, that's nearly 30 years, he's never, ever changed his story, you know. Um, you know, and also he stood up in court as well because he was on charges for other stuff, and he presented his evidence, which was um, that he went to sort of um, he went to a certain university, stuck to the same university, and that was his moment to you know to tell the world to, that was his moment not to lie, and he never lied. He still kept to his story because he would have been put in prison, and they still couldn't prove that he was lying. You know, so there's a lot anyway. Watch the documentary Bob Lazar flying UFOs, and then um, come back to us on that one. If you think UFOs are just a psyop, <clears throat> um, I'll answer one more question, guys, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, go, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna go and, um, I'm gonna go and look outside and look at the, um, the UFOs. <laughs> um, Bob Lazar, someone says Bob Lazar is fake, mate. He tries too hard. We all try too hard, man. <laughs> He's Illuminati. Everyone's Luminati. We're all Luminati. We're all reptilians. Um, someone asked a question. Someone said, what age do you think is too young for DMT? I'm scared of taking it too early. <clears throat> you know, that, like I said, it's something that I haven't, I haven't tried DMT yet. I tried it, the other day. I tried it um, last week, week, and for some reason, the universe does these weird things, but it just never activated in us. You know, it never, never, Whatever went on, it just never really sort of never never worked. Um, and maybe that was just I don't know. Maybe it was a the DMT was off. It was too old or something. You know. Um, maybe that was a part of it. I don't know. But I, I would just say you know just make sure that when you do take it, make sure because I've had experience with loads of psychedelics, and make sure that you you, you have a safe environment if you are going to take it. And make sure that you're in an environment where you with people that you can trust. Because if you're not in an environment that with people that you can't trust, you're not going to be able to relax. And also as well, a lot of deep emotions and a lot of deep healing is going to come up through any any form of psychedelic. And you just need to make sure that you're in a safe environment um, and you can completely uh, you know, embody the experience and not be misled or put off by someone else. So just make sure that if you do, make sure you take it in a safe environment with people that you trust. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. This was really a great experience. Um, some very intelligent questions as all, always as well. Um, I really love the questions. For some reason, the questions about um, you know what the mysteries of life that really do interest us, and it's something that I'm always interested in. So thank you so much for jumping on. I thought it was really cool, and I'm definitely going to be doing uh, so much more of these in the future, um, and I'll hopefully be doing them with some better. I'll do them. I'll set up the better camera and also set up the better audio as well. So wherever you're in the world, keep seeking as always. I love you all. Peace out. 
Thanks so much for checking out that podcast, guys. Hope you liked that live Q&A that I did. Like I said, in the future when I do more of these, I'm going to sort of, the audio will be much better because I will remember to actually plug my microphone in. I hope you are all doing well wherever you are in the world. And I don't say this enough, guys, but, you know, this community that's starting to grow really blows my mind every single time. You know, you people out there, you reach, you reach out to me and you sort of give me so much love back. And, you know, that's something that I never, ever, I will never, ever sort of take for granted. And I will always continue to keep pushing forward with this podcast, you know, and bring you the best, best, best um, information and best version of myself that I can. Um, it re- you really give me so much fuel in my life um, to, you know, to keep pushing forward. So I just, I just, I can't thank you enough, guys. This community really is awesome. I promise you that from the bottom of my heart. Um, so just to play this podcast out, as I always do. This is a song um, called My Mind. It's by an artist called Subset. It's a really cool one. So enjoy this song, My Mind by Subset. Wherever you are in the world, I love you all. Peace out. Thank you.